0: You guys don't know who we are, I'm Kodiak, that's Stu. I'm Stu, that's Kodiak. And we're the Slum Bums.
1: This is Behind the Bums. Welcome to the first episode of Behind the Bums. This is Brandon Hill. I'm the managing editor over at Central Sauce, and I'm here with the Slum Bums. And I've known these guys since college, so it's a really great opportunity to do this show with them um sort of give you guys a behind the scenes look at what it's like you know creating their music and sort of the dynamic between the two and i'm really excited to be sort of a facilitator of that discussion and get all this out there so first of all uh what's new with you guys as far as Ooh, you know wow. just life what's going on update your uh, update your friend i
0: don't know nothing much uh
1: getting harassed about dogecoin <laughs> yeah
0: bro
2: <laughs> We've been seeing Dogecoin around for the past 30 minutes in such an aggressive pace.
0: Yeah, this
2: is going <laughs> to be a very dated show because it will be the, the
0: Dogecoin
1: rush of 2021 yeah. is when this was, yeah, was <laughs> over. So if you're listening to it this time next week, you know already that we're all filthy rich and we have no reason <laughs> yeah. to. So the format for this show is to release each episode of the series in coordination with a set of singles that you guys are releasing. And what is it that you're hoping... That, you know having this show and having this dialogue is able to add to the music i think
0: for me it's hard keeping up with people and have and letting people kind of peek into like our brains about this stuff which i wish my favorite artists would let me do um and just having that retrospective of being like watching kenny beats now on twitch or watching these things that were like these people are starting to let those windows be open like Imagine if we could have saw that when he was hustling and nobody believed in him. And like, you can go back and like, I think for me, that's a thing too is that like, I hope that for this to be a journal that we find really, really cool a year from now, two years from now. Yeah. What, like, if this takes off and then people are like, bro, you know, they had a podcast, it was on episode one, dude. They talk about the WhatsApp, and nobody, you know, and those list made plans. Bro, I saw a lot of next to Casey <laughs> games, bro. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what do you guys think about you know how a, a group dynamic you know do you feel like you are each expressing yourself individually enough in your group dynamic or do you feel like you lean more on a group dynamic for your the content of the music
2: i feel like we're both pretty much still doing like us you know like, like- in the individual sense when we're making our music. I do think that in the group, there is more bouncing off ideas, but like it still always is rooted in self type shit,
1: you know? Yeah, I agree.
0: I think that's why we always talk about ourselves as uh, a rap game tag team. In professional wrestling, like you see tag teams like do their own things or they have their own personal move sets or they have their own personal finisher. But when you put those things together and you let those people do those individual moves or do those individual finishers or hit those individual spots and then have those pieces where they come together, both individuals shine and the group shines as a whole. So I think that like keeping that mindset really helps us both make sure that we're kind of itching our own individual scratches, but also like keeping kind of like a cohesive idea or keeping a concurrent direction.
1: And I think part of what makes that, like, so strong with the Slumbums music and even, like, the brand of Slumbums is how that, like, cohesive identity is sort of built into the identity of Slumbums, right? Like, it's so easy to, to coincide those individual identities when you're both, like, so much on the same wavelength, right?
2: Definitely, yes. Yeah.
1: The song that this uh, episode of the podcast on just dropped on Tuesday – And it's called For Free. And now, like, the first thing I want to talk about is literally the first thing that hits me, like, when I listen to the song. And it's definitely those horns, man. Like, those horns, they jump out right away. So the horns create a very specific feeling before going into the song. So you're sort of, like, pre-prepping the mental state of the listener to get ready for, like, the type of song you're going to deliver. So what kind of feeling do those horns give you guys when you hear them, and how, you know, how did that, how did you want to facilitate that feeling into the song? I
2: don't know why you're looking at me, you made (laughs) (laughs) those. That's that's on me.
0: For for me, it was like old west, like I love westerns, I love western shit, just like cowboys, and running around, just trying to rob some shit, run into town, do what they need to do, and get out, and like, I think for me those horns fe- remind me of like those old like John Wayne movies. You hear like these big horns before like some like wild shit's about to happen or there's like a huge shootout or you know like it always meant like some shit was about to go down like <laughs> or some shit just happened and people look like heroes. I think for me those horns just like represent like that feeling of
2: like that hustle like a cowboy like that 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 get after it, you know? I feel I kind of did it in like a bodily sense of things because like the way it goes right like and i'm like wait on like that crescendo that's not even a crescendo um, musical sense but the build up to when the drums are about to come in and then when we had like this the the theme of money or for free or the the concept of it all it was like one of those things like man that feeling of being broke is kind of like, uh, that, like that build up of it. Then when them drugs come in, it's like, I just got fucking paid and it's fucking lit. That's exactly what,
1: like, to me, like those horns are almost like, they, you know, they feel like a championship sound. Like it's literally announcing like a victory in a way. And I thought of the song that it reminds me of, actually, like when we were talking about that earlier and I couldn't place it. But the song it reminds me of was I Got Money Now uh, by Deontay Hitchcock because (laughs) it sort of created the same feeling, that same like, you know, this is like if there's a time for this song, that time is like getting a check. Like it's you just got the check and then it's like the horns coming. (laughs) I want people to play
0: for free when they get the confidence to go quit their day job to do some shit that they love to do. Like that's the feeling that for free really like, what I wanted to like, I really wanted to capture with like the production of it is that like this is the song you play when you're hyping yourself up to go tell like your your shift job or your waiting job that like you're out because you got some cool shit that you're doing right now. And you don't need this job no more.
1: So you know we need all the cash like we do it for free. On one hand, you know you're saying it's about time we got paid for this shit, and it invokes a sort of like sarcastic eye rolling like you know like we do it for free but on the other hand you're also embracing the passion that goes into your work like you do it for free like it's not about the money we've always like made the shit for
0: us any byproduct of that anytime we wanted to put stuff out anything we wanted to see from that comes from that do you rock with it yeah do you rock with it yeah we think other people should hear this yeah (laughs) right so like that feeling of like this is the same two guys that were making it in the basement when nobody was listening and there was no music out between the two of us on any platforms besides SoundCloud. And like, nobody had heard us before and we've never done stuff like the, we're those same people still. So like, we've always been doing this for free.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the vinyl is going to be free regardless. Cause it's just there, you know, but like, we need all that cash now. Cause like, you see the vibe. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> then like, I
0: think it was also like this year, we've been blessed to have a couple of opportunities where like, and blessed to have so many people who believe in us that like, we have made a little scratch here and there. Little,
2: little, 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 change, little change Come on. Now. And
0: we've been able to take care of some important people in our lives and be able to do some cooler things that we never thought we could do before with music. And like that feel like, it doing it, good. yeah, doing it for nothing, for nothing except for fun for uh, two years, and then a year like grinding an entire year out, and then somebody's like, "Hey, we wanted you to sign this contract to like give you money," and it's like, "You do," and they're like, "Yeah, like yeah, that's what you do, right? You guys are professionals." It's like, "Yeah, we yeah. are professionals." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know. The, obviously, like, COVID was really hard and it was really hard on all of us for so many different reasons. But like one thing it showed me, which was the coolest part, was that like what it could feel like to make music every day. And what it could feel like to wake up and be like, I'm just gonna make a song and work on this beat and see what Dre up to and see what he wanna do today, and we're gonna see what happens. It felt like adult rap version of Phineas and Ferb, where we just got to like, wake up and be like, like, (laughs) waking up and being like, I want to make something today. And then getting to do it and just be able to like work on those things. Like that's the mission. I think that this is the song that like kind of brings back those feelings of like, that's the goal is to just be able to take care of everybody around us and like, make sure we got enough bread and everything like that and be able to do this shit. Like we still do it for free.
1: I can so relate to that. And it seems like a very, like a running theme in creative careers. You know, I talk to a lot of developing artists like all the time for my job that I do at central sauce. And like, I myself also, you know, just like with the pandemic, I was working a part-time job before the shutdown came and then the shutdown came and it was like, okay, like now this is the opportunity, right. To write every day, to network every day, to like go out, like, do this research, do this reading and do this every day and see what happens. And so I definitely know from firsthand experience and also just from talking to so many other people who are working these part-time jobs or going to school and their passion is something that they do on the side. So so before lockdown, you're making music and you're working a part-time job and you're going to school. You know, did that make it difficult to find the time to make the music.
0: I think it did and like it, I and I and I don't remember what that felt like but I do now. <laughs> Being back in those flows and stuff like that, I was like, "Damn, like how did I ever make music before? Like it feels so busy now because there was so much time where it wasn't busy at all." We're
2: really trying to work better this year and trying to like schedule out working times and like doing things and having a schedule and a plan and shit like that so hopefully like doing that stuff will like keep us on our on our bum shit all year you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: and what does it felt like for you to sort of get that experience of you know making music and like that's what you do and like that was your priority or I mean you know if not your not your priority maybe that was like your your goal right that was your primary objective was to just exist and just make music and you got to experience that for a little while and now you know school's picked back up jobs are picking back up and you're kind of going back into that what what have you sort of learned about having that opportunity and then going back to the normal
2: pace for the first part don't take it for granted for the second part times to not take it for granted I, I spent a lot of time sitting and be like I could be working right now even though we were working a shit time but it was always like this is time that's like amazing like the, the fact that I could just do stuff right now is crazy trying to maximize and optimize those times I'm realizing more than
0: ever that like that time is still there it's just not as open as it was it's not as right there it's not as like right there on the on the path where can I find those times again and and it's starting to kind of click and those things are starting to happen um it's just yeah it's like I said it's like picking those pieces out and like Dre said optimizing your time and really trying to really trying to find the most efficient ways to get things done and get things cleared out and through so
1: so most of the time your guys's recording process usually works like you know Ian works up a beat uh, he throws some kind of hook on it or he comes to you, Stu, with some kind of idea. And then you listen and you write and then you guys record your verses. So how was the process for, for free different than that?
0: The amount of time from when I press pause to a send me that, I can kind of read where, how much he really is fucking with that. So if it's like a pause the song, yo, send me that. Okay, that means he was rocking with it. If it's a pause the song, I turn around in my chair, I look at him, he looks up from his phone. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, put that in an email sometime. Then I'm like, okay, so you were <laughs> you weren't really feeling that one, that's okay. But um, this was one of those moments where as I'm making it he's like, send me that. I'm like, well, I only have the horns. He's like, put drums on it, send me. It. <laughs> I put the drums on, I sent it to him, Like, <laughs> he, Like he heard the process and kind of saw that stuff coming from there. And then in that send it process, right? even think I even think I came up with the hook while we were sitting there. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's just some behind the music shit that
2: we kind of fucked up.
0: Yeah, we were just hanging out, vibing. So like, I remember feeling a hook or like that kind of thing being there. Like you can hear it, right? You can kind of hear it in the song where that pocket is, and like, I just and that that, like bringing that to him and being like, "Yo, I think that this is where the song should go." And then Dre being like, "Cool," and then running with it and finding some fucking hilarious ass ways to run with it and some fire ass ways to, to, take that, to take that through and see that mission through, so.
1: Yeah, and that definitely taps into something else that's kind of unique about this song in particular is that usually, you know, with your guys' music, the focus of the song is sort of to just like make something that's just fun as fuck. Like you just have as much fun as you can on the writing. Like you have as much fun as you can on the production. You put a lot of energy in it. And this one, I know you guys said, um, Stu, you particularly said that this is the most you felt you've written to a singular theme working with Ian before. So in, in like the slum bums, you know, mentality. Uh, so could you tell me a little bit about how that was a different experience for you to write specifically to that theme, like to that idea?
2: I feel like when I was writing this song, it was like I was having fun, but I was like directing the fun towards like a topic. I like my random bars. My random bars, I love them. Like the the ones that are just out of nowhere, but it was nice. It's the anthem type vibes, right? There's anthem type vibes. And for an anthem, an anthem needs a message.
1: And so going forward, do you think that like, that's something to expect more from Slum Bums or something that you're just gonna kind of feel in the moment when you feel it?
2: It's always the feeling. Cause I guarantee you, I will like the next next song. I might fucking just say some random ass shit for the entire sixteen, you know? For sure. I think that that's the I've and I hope, um, you
0: know, that it it's a symbol of of our growth, you know, Facts. that like yeah, we can write music about whatever we want, but we also can write music about specific things that we want to talk about, and that and I hope from what what you hear for free and what you're gonna hear from a couple other of the new stuff that you're going to hear that growth of being like we can tell stories too we can talk about things we want to talk about too we can we can do all those things that you may doubt that we can do or you may look at us and perceive us as just like meme rappers or whatever like that like we can we can do those things. Hey,
1: me just made motherfuckers a billion dollars, yo. Me,
0: we are the official. <laughs> we're fucking.
1: We're the official rap of Dogecoin. Hell yeah, of Dogecoin, Dogecoin we with a logo. <laughs>
2: we
1: so, and you you literally just tapped into like what my next question was going to be specifically. What I do, um, which is that you know you told me that this song as an indication is one of the biggest indications of growth that the slumbums have done you know since you really started it and specifically in the writing and Ian I this was your this was my favorite verse I think you've ever rapped was on this song I appreciate so, you know I want and and I know you you brought it up specifically as like how you thought this was such an advance in the writing so can you speak on that on like what about the writing like particularly you think was an improvement? Was like a big step up? Yeah, um,
0: I think for me personally- Also, if
1: we need to pause to get drinks, we can totally pause to get yeah, drinks. Yeah, let's do that.
0: <laughs> I saw, right. I you, saw just, you make a motion. Dre, Dre,
1: cut this out real quick. Dre, Dre! Saw... we'll do. we'll do another clap. What Do you remember what the question was? Oh, it was about me rapping. You like my raps. Damn it, that was such a good, I had to start that whole fucking thing over again. Can you just start answering it without me asking the question? <laughs> you get
0: okay, you remember I,
1: another question
0: because
1: I asked it in a really good way I did a whole thing and I'm not gonna be able to remember it. Right.
0: yeah I got you I felt like I've really been trying to listen to a lot more of writers and read a lot more about writers and watch a lot more about writing because like that's always something I struggled in and like not struggled in, in the sense of like I shouldn't be rapping <laughs> but like struggled in the sense of like getting what I say out loud down on paper or getting a coherent idea or like an eight bar or 16 bar down on paper versus just me versus it living out my mouth. And then it never coming back. That's actually one of Dre's biggest pet peeves about me is that I will sit here and spit a, a Marshall Mathers level eight mile freestyle.
2: <laughs> sorry, like uh,
0: <laughs> I will spit the hottest fire. And then I won't
1: remember any of it.
2: <laughs> I'll be, so be so mad. I just, be want to freestyle from a mic.
1: just do it and i'm trying to get you on one of those radio radio freestyles hot hot 97 literally Literally. this and and i did for this and and i
0: did and i start and that's how i've been writing lately it's really helped me out is actually recording whatever my freestyles are and then coming back and being like what did i actually like what didn't i like going from there so like dre really was like why don't you do this in front of a microphone i was like you're right so i started trying it and i'm really enjoying that process and i think that that really helped and again, like we talked about like what Dre talked about, where it's like, we write to write or to make each other laugh or to make each other be like, yo, that was a crazy bar or to make people think like, yo, you guys can spit. But like, this was the first one that I truly felt like, I was like, okay, if I, what's the feeling of being broken, not being broke anymore. And how do I express what I'm feeling financially in my life? <laughs> literally <though. laughs> literally, yeah right and that's where like for me is like that it starts off with like that feeling of like i need all the cash like i need all that money i want to make the money i want the autographs i want the shit where like i know i've got family good but it all stems from one place if the homies are rocking with you which is why it cuts off right there why that has the hottest feature of 2021 in the middle of that track right there like Like for me, it's like that's the feeling, right? When we send you a link of a song and you text us back, like, "Yo, that was crazy," right? Like that. note, that's
1: the compass. That's the. That's the feeling. You're talking. You're can, talking about JP's ad lib, right? Yes. Of course. JP's ad lib. Tell the tell the people about JP's ad lib. Don Paul, kill them all. The fucking goat. I'm all the fucking goat. Um, no, nah, he's just a
0: homie of ours. That like how he talks on that song is how he talks all the time.
1: Like, and this is, this is the damn, bro. That shit is hella, hella great. Hella wavy, yeah.
0: I always come up to me and be like, yo, no cap, bro. That shit was straight fire. No mids anywhere, my G. Like, <laughs> that's
2: how he talks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to embody that feeling of like when the homies hit us up and they're like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's, that's the song. That's it right there. What you just said is it. And like So I, I wanted to read my favorite bar from each of you and then have you elaborate it on a bit. Let's do it. And starting with Eaton, the bar, I'm on my Kanye, the way I'm moving, asking how got these girls at the show screaming like it's bid day. Yeah. <laughs> Break the bar down. <laughs> Genius style. What's going oh. on here? What are the moving parts?
0: <laughs> so, I, so obviously, like, I'm on my Kanye, like, I'm on my Kanye West shit. I feel like right now. I'm doing so much art shit more than I ever have. I go to school for six hours to nine hours a week and everything else I get to do whatever I want. We're talking to you on an, on a TV monitor from 1998 because I'm working on a video sculpture ah. so that I can put in a gallery <laughs> and like, and, and like I'm making beats, I'm recording artists, I'm working on music. I'm able to work on video shit. I'm doing, doing video sculptures and fine art shit. And like, it really does feel like how Kanye feels where he's like, I'm the mogul. Like I'm doing everything I possibly could. Like I'm trying to fucking design more merch and design merch that like I can actually cut and sew or make and like i am wake in like that creativity. Like we talked about earlier, like that feeling of just being like, I get to wake up and do whatever my brain wants today. And like people gonna give me money for it. <laughs> <laughs> like even not even a music one. Fucking The the kicker from the Indianapolis Colts, the punter, Pat McAfee. He gets to wake up and do a sports talk show and then go do the WWE and then also go record a song about Kim Jong-un and then also go do College Game Day. Yeah, it's called uh, R.I.P.C. of Japan. Um, <laughs> you just add that. <laughs> so, like, I just,
1: like, um, that's what I strive for so much is that is that agency, that that autonomy. Honestly, some of my favorite bars just in general from Slum Bums are the ones where you brag about not wearing designer clothes and flexing in clothes that you designed, right? Like yeah. that, because that to me, like, so it so captures, like, a Slum Bums mentality, where like like you've said, you know, it's very much just about the fact that you want to wake up and make art every day. Yeah. And in, in the same way, you know, it, like, it's not about the Gucci, it's not about the Louis, like, It's I'm wearing something that (laughs) I designed, but, but you're like wearing something you designed feels like more of a goal, right? Than wearing like expensive designer clothes, like being able to have the creative freedom where you are able to develop yourself creatively in like all aspects.
2: I'm not getting no Louis Vuitton unless there's a slump on Louis Vuitton collab. I, I that was the first time I even <laughs> thought about that. That's the first time I even thought about that, but I'm putting it in a stone, Louie. Uh, I, like, I know you're I'm lying though. I know
1: you're lying though. I'm Dude. gonna I'm gonna catch you in Louie at some point, like in the next couple years.
2: You know, sir, I'll be in Gucci, like oh, the rest of America, damn it. Oh, the
1: somebody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for like for me, it was always cooler to see Kanye West wear Yeezys and be like, I built these boots so that they could be on Mars. And, like, (laughs) Adidas gave me a billion dollars to do it. Like, that's so much cooler to me than being like, oh, I got the flattest chain. I got the, like, flyest clothes that, like, somebody else made. Like, Kanye West went and made a $100 million deal with a company that fired him as a stock boy. (laughs) He (laughs) was stocking shelves for that company, and they fired him for stealing clothes, and he just signed a 10-year, $100 million deal with them. Isn't that wild? Isn't that... That to me is so uh, just a whole other plane of success.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Stu, my favorite bar from you was I've been stacking up low key. I just don't ever post it. Used to check the check-ins balance on the app like oh shit. Break break that down for me. Give, give me yeah. the genius. Give me the genius lyrics breakdown.
2: Hell yeah! So, um, there were times where I was real life like like living life and then like I just randomly checked the us bank app on my phone and then when I opened the app and I looked at my current balance, I was like, oh shit like I gotta operate my life differently i I made I made ten dollars last three weeks type shit like so it was one of those things so it was like a, a a reflection of like the build of like damn yo I was re- I'd be really struggling but then like, but, like, randomly, it'll just be, like, the exhale of, like, yo, I'm secure in this bitch. <laughs> like, it's fucking dope. And, like, I, we've been running into that in our shit of, like, we'll we'll drop, like, the merch line. And then, like, when we first dropped the merch line, like, we get, we get a little bread from that. And then, like, we just booked the show and we got a little bread from the show. And it was like, oh, shit speaking shit. of
1: the speaking of the merch line i got i got a funny anecdote for the people so i'm, I'm over here repping my slum bums hoodie um line one line one slum bums hoodie you but you guys remember when i when you first put the shit up online and i was like oh hell yeah like i'm gonna hop on that and i'm gonna buy that and i'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some shit you know support my friends and i accidentally bought how many fucking stickers <laughs> 500 five it was like 503 or something like that like because yeah. i meant i meant to buy three and somehow in the fucking box you got fucked up bought like 500 stickers or it was like 500 dollars worth of stickers or something like that you
2: know we thought we made a bag you know?
0: like, oh, <laughs> we got real fans like that huh that's crazy you know,
1: like damn, damn dude people. just bought
0: 500 stickers
1: so What I mean, what what were your guys' favorite bars from the project? Did I pretty much hit on your favorite bars, or did you have... Two
0: scoops of guac in my burrito bowl of flexing. (laughs) That was the hardest line of the entire song. You ever been to Chipotle and you know you got it like that, so you ask for an extra scoop of guac in your burrito? Or you ask for that extra beer because you know you got it? Like, that's such a of a satisfying feeling and I was like damn I'm related I've never related to <laughs> a bar more <laughs> than when like you get to be able to get that extra shit because
2: you're you're doing okay or you you're feeling good that day I struggle for a bit only because I agree with you and I try to not agree with you but I agree with you when it was like the but I, I'll i be different when I say that entire sequence when I when it was the fucking uh. The Kanye houseway to the to the girl screaming like it's big day, then you are stacking like your poker chips, but it's Frito Lay, like that that's a, that's that's just three was on one. <laughs> Come on, stop talking with it. Wait, like, like, give me a sec. Huffing in a puff and a puffing, like your ass get blown away. A huffing and a puff, big bad wolf in this bitch. Your ass get blown away. Like daffodils. That's an FWM bar. <laughs> <laughs> just made that connection. Oh, bow. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That does it for.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's all the structured questions I have. Is there anything else that uh, you guys wanted to hit on the song?
0: Um, If you love it. Share it. If you hate it, tell us why. By sharing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just,
2: like, don't text us. Just share it. And then just put why you hate it. And then we'll share why you hate it and let our friends know why you hate it too. And it'll be great. You heard it here first. <laughs> Slum Bums
1: are the most unbiased tag team in hip hop history. Big <laughs> They you, want the opinions out there.
0: Oh, um, But if you press play on it, just know we care about you and you have a you have a special place in our heart. And if you got this far, just know that we care about you and you got a special place in our heart. <laughs> and that's the whole goal with this podcast and this music shit. Is boop, to let, boop, boop, boop. let the people know that we care about them. And hopefully in return, we, see, we find some new people who they can be friends with and build a community and see all these people. And then this gets to be a cool story a couple of years from now or a year from now or whatever. So thank you. To viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Behind the Bums. Again, this is Brandon Hill, managing editor over at Central Sauce. You can check me out on Twitter at Hoopla Hill. Uh subscribe to my newsletter with the link in my bio. And thanks for listening to this chat with the slum bums. I got Stu and Ian over here. Go stream their new single for free. Go listen to their previous album. But most importantly, Stay tuned for that next edition of this podcast and for the next single that they're releasing soon. We'd love
0: to tell you the name, but we can't. You gotta wait on that, pussy!